0: Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. At the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their purpose. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and I want to welcome you to a bonus podcast from our monthly luncheon. This is our October luncheon with special guest speaker, Bo Davis. Now, if Bo's name sounds familiar, that's because he was on podcast number 52, and uh, he shared a little bit of some of the things that he talked about today on the bonus podcast for the luncheon, but he kind of uh, put it all together in more of a keynote. So I'm really excited to share it with you. He's got some great stories, some great analogies in terms of of what he's learned as he's kind of worked his way through his career, and I'm excited to share that uh, with you. If you guys don't remember Bo, Bo is the Chief Operating Officer for the United States Beef Corporation. U.S. Beef is the largest Arby's roast beef franchise in the world, with over 350 Arby's restaurants located in nine contiguous Midwestern and Western states. He is responsible for directing and coordinating the training, development, evaluation, and advancement of over 7,800 U.S. beef employees working in restaurant operations. So let's listen to Bo and hear his message to young businessmen.
1: First of all, I'd like to thank Matt Moore and everyone at Young Businessmen of Tulsa for having me. An organization is only as strong as its leaders and its members So it's with supreme confidence, Matt, that I can say YBT is in fantastic hands. We all have folks that help us in life, those that mold us and shape us into the men and women that we are today. I've been so blessed to work with the greatest group of people on the planet. There are a couple here today that are part of the USB family. Would would you all please stand? Jeff, you qualify for sure. (laughs) These are the folks that truly make U.S. Beef such an amazing place to work, and thank you for being here and for all that you do each and every day. In addition to surrounding yourself by those that build you up, you also need to make sure that you build relationships with people that are willing to keep you in check. Someone that cares enough about you to knock you down a peg or two when you start feeling pretty good about yourself. But above all else, they keep you honest, focused, and centered on what's truly important. And I'm lucky enough to have found that person. And I married her and we made babies. (laughs) So my gorgeous wife, Marcy, is here today and I wanna take this opportunity to let her know how much I love her and appreciate her support. Trying to train and develop teenagers across the country is is a hard job, but it pales in comparison to what she has to do every single day. As Matt said, my name is Bo Davis, and thank goodness that my mom monogrammed my name on literally every piece of clothing I had when I was a child, because I could have been easily convinced that my first name was actually Steve's son. Uh, And then a little later in life, my first name could have been Jeff's son. For those that don't know, my father, Steve Davis, was the quarterback at the University of Oklahoma in 1973, 74, and 75. He won two national championships, and he lost one game in his three-year career. So that's pretty good. (laughs) For every game you lose, you get two national titles. Missouri's trophy case would look a lot different than it does today. But you can imagine, growing up, I often heard are you Steve's son? You must be Steve's son. The only exception, I got that a lot, and, but the only exception was when I would travel to visit my grandparents in Sallisaw, Oklahoma, and then it sounded a little bit more like, you Steve's boy. <laughs> so, there may be a few of you in here that know me as, as Steve's son. Others might know me as Jeff's son. And Jeff Davis, my stepdad, the current chair of the National Restaurant Association, the first NRA chair from the state of Oklahoma, the first NRA chair from a fast food concept, the youngest chairman in the history of the Oklahoma Restaurant Association, and most importantly, the chairman of U.S. Beef and the fearless leader of all 8,000 employees. I think it's natural for sons to compare themselves to their fathers and for sons to attempt to match or exceed their level of success So here's the deal, all I have to do, just win two national championships, no problem, start a business from scratch, build it up to 350 million in sales annually, and uh, employ 8,000 people. So no sweat, no sweat. Well, there's no doubt that I hit the dad Powerball twice. (laughs) Two times. I'm so thankful that God's plan to give me two incredible fathers, it really felt like a blessing and not a curse. It could have easily been, look at all they've accomplished. How can I ever follow that? But instead, what God put on my heart is, Man, look at all they've accomplished. How can I follow that? Sometimes when you take the focus and emphasis off of yourself and put it on action, it can make all the difference. So whether you know me as Steve's son, Jeff's son, or Bo, or you don't know me at all, I'm honored to be here. And I'd like to share a couple of stories about how a few ordinary events, a movie, a bad day, and an email have literally changed my life. So a movie. I was nine years old when my dad, Steve, took me to the movie theater to see Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Now in that movie, there's a scene near the end where Indiana Jones is trying to determine which cup out of hundreds is the Holy Grail. So during this scene, Indy is joined by one of the many antagonists in this film that's also in search for the Holy Grail. And it was a, his name is Donovan. He's a Nazi, and he's there with his associate, Elsa. And so they're all three in this chamber, and Donovan, this bad dude, turns to the Grail Knight. That's protecting the Grail. He's there to protect. And Donovan says, which one is it? And the knight replies, you must choose, but choose wisely. For as the true grail will bring you life, the false grail will take it from you." Donovan states that he has no idea which one it is, so he lets Elsa choose. Elsa selects a solid gold, emerald-encrusted goblet. Donovan drinks, and then I'm going to read a little bit from the actual movie script now. He starts to age fast. His hair grows long and gray and brittle. His face sinks. Fingernails curl back on themselves. Milky cataracts coat his eyes. Elsa gasps and screams. Donovan says, what is happening? His screen turns brown and leathery and stretches across his bones until it splits. His skeletal hands reach for Elsa's throat, choking her. Indy rushes forward, pushes Donovan out of the way. As he falls, the body breaks into flames, then shatters against the wall. The knight looks up and says, he chose poorly. Now, Indy, still there and witnessing what just happened, he studies the array of chalices that are out before him, and Indy recalls the fact that Jesus was a carpenter. And so he passes over all the jewel-encrusted goblets and selects a simple clay cup. He drinks, and the grail knight replies, You have chosen wisely. From that day forward, choose wisely was a phrase my dad instilled in me throughout our relationship. And it's become a cornerstone principle for how I live my life. And it all goes back to a scene in a movie, a nine-year-old kid and his dad. And scripture supports this message. Proverbs 321 states, My son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion. I firmly believe that life is the sum of the choices that we make. The risks that we take, the company that we keep, how we choose to spend our time, our energy, what consumes our thoughts, it all adds up to our current state. There is choice in all things. Maybe not in the event itself, but in our reaction, in our response, we always have a choice. So choose wisely. Bad day. This was a bad day. I feel as though I've had several turning points or light bulb moments since joining U.S. Beef in 2005. I'd like to share one with you that really stands out. Jeff and Uncle John made it clear that if you wanna come work in the family business, a couple things are for sure. There's no free rides, okay? For family members that wanna join the business, no free rides, no bailouts, okay? Not gonna happen. You're gonna get promoted based upon your performance as determined by your supervisor, not your last name. And then finally, uh, things are gonna get tough. Don't come crying to us when it does. Work through it, get over it. It's tough business. You've gotta develop that skill. So after I graduated from Mizzou with a hotel and restaurant management degree, fancy degree, I came to work and I started out assistant manager trainee short sleeve shirt tie name tag the works it's legit don't be jealous that's my name tag right there it was clear that I was going to if I wanted to work my way up through the ranks and be a bigger part of the organization it's gonna take some work the journey to the top starts at the bottom so at the time of this particular day I'm working as a general manager now at the 71st and Memorial Arby's. Now I wasn't a very good general manager and that restaurant is now a Verizon store if you needed further proof of that fact. Our business is extremely difficult. The restaurant business is tough, but one day in early 2006, I had a particularly rough day. If you've been in the business, you can probably relate. Nothing had gone right. My opening prep person was late and came in in a foul mood. Not a happy camper. A new employee that I had hired was super excited about it. It was gonna be their first day. So I was super stoked that they were gonna be there. They never showed, never heard from them. They're a ghost, never, still to this day. My fry guy accidentally drained half a vat of shortening all over the floor, which is super fun to clean up in the morning when you're trying to get ready. And I had to tell one of my employees that was working the front counter to stop picking a scab that he had on his ear at least five times. So you're welcome for that. That was my day. Pretty brutal. And on my way home, I just, I I had tears just streaming down my face. And I felt beaten. I was frustrated. I was exhausted to the point that as much as I loved what I was doing, I didn't know if I could do it again the next day. I just didn't know it. And this seemingly endless routine was just kind of slowly eating away at me. And for the first time, I started working for U.S. Beef. It had been about nine months now. I decided I needed to reach out to to Jeff. And the cautionary messages that he and John had sent before I started with the company were kind of rattling around in my head. No free rides, no bailouts, work through it. But I was pretty desperate. So I, I spoke to Jeff. And I gripped my way through the day's events, probably speaking mostly in hyperbole to make sure I made an impact. I also mentioned how I wanted to move up to be a district manager because I felt I was probably better suited for that role. He just listened like he does. Once I finished, as I recall it, he had something uh, to say to the effect of, uh, let's, let's get over ourselves a little bit and be grateful. There are managers all over U.S. Beef that get up and go through this grind every single day. Most of whom probably won't have the same opportunities as you will. We are blessed as a family beyond belief, and it's because we have managers that get up every day and go to work serving our employees and our guests, even after a rough day. So remember this feeling and always be grateful. Now, if you want to move up, that's up to you. The only way you're getting out of there is if you train and develop your replacement. Pour your energy and effort into someone else. See what that does for you. Now get some rest and run a great shift tomorrow. (laughs) Looking back, it felt more like a lightning bolt than a light bulb. But regardless, it was ridiculously impactful. Jeff, in just a few sentences, had delivered a message with the precision and candor of a world-class business leader yet it landed with the love and the care of a father just talking to their son. So needless to say, that was the medicine I needed and the days were no longer routine, as I more clearly than ever understood that my purpose was to train, develop, and positively impact the lives of other people. That was and still is the key to me feeling happy and fulfilled at work. To this day, if I get in a funk, or if I start feeling sorry for myself, I can almost always trace my actions back to discover that I haven't been serving others. So in those moments, as Jeff said, I got to get over myself, be grateful for what I have, and pour my energy and effort into somebody else. Because doing so has made all the difference. An email. Last story. We have a very strong culture at U.S. Beef, always have. But up until 2015, we had never really explored our culture or articulated it uh, on paper, okay? So in July of 2015, the executive team at U.S. Beef, we went on a retreat for three days and captured everything that had made U.S. Beef great over its 45-year history and what it was gonna take to thrive for the next 45 years and beyond. Now what resulted from that somewhat painful process was a document that we call the US Beef Compass. In my opinion, it's the most meaningful work that we've done as an executive team. Now getting the executive team together to do this wasn't easy. Things were actually going really, really well at the time. So it was kind of a ah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? But I knew the long-term impact that this could have on our employees, our guests, and our organization. So I pushed forward. I was highly motivated to get this work done, so I became relentless. Or if you ask the executive team today, I was highly motivated to get this work done, so I became super annoying. Here's one of the reasons why I became so focused on clearly defining the U.S. beef culture. In May of 2014, I was on the hunt for a learning management system. At the time we had exactly zero e-learning, no e-learning, no learning management system to speak of. So I was really in unchartered waters. And I've often found myself saying, I have no idea what I'm, what I'm doing, but here we go. I combed through probably 75 or more different vendors and LMS providers. And finally I found a group that checked all the boxes I was looking for, diamond in the rough almost. They were creative, they were supportive as they would worked for first timers like we were. Their content was outstanding. And their price point fit right in our budget, right in the sweet spot with a little room to spare. So as time went on, I began becoming more and more convinced that this was the group, this was it. This is who we were gonna partner with to take our learning into a digital format. That was until I received an email from the CEO of this company and that date was July 9th, 2014. Here are some of the highlights of that email. Hi Bo, I wanted to thank you for your interest in our company and the time you spent with us. A number of things have come into play as we assessed whether we would be a good fit for U.S. Beef Corporation. We have some client relationships that we believe may be placed at risk because of the various impressions, right or wrong, of the industry your team is a part of. In addition, over the last week, some very large sets of projects landed, and we'll have some growing to do in the coming months. So I'm putting the brakes on new business for a few months as we gain confidence that we can supply the same quality of work we're known for. We've genuinely enjoyed our connection with you personally and believe that you're the type of individual we would love to work with. So it's with some disappointment that we need to disengage the opportunity to work together at this time. Blah, 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 yada, yada. Yours truly, the dream crusher, president and CEO. My initial response is probably a little bit what you'd expect. You idiot. Do you know how many employees we have? you know that we're growing, right? We're gonna have more employees. And you heard me when I said we have zero e-learning, none whatsoever. So first, free reign. And you're telling me that we're not green enough for you, we're not organic enough for you? Fine, fine then, I don't need your stupid LMS, your perfect content, your super low price point, I don't need it. (laughs) Hopefully that's not too far off from a normal human response, but man, I was angry. I was angry. I felt like I'd just been dumped, literally. But something happened. This feeling, this punch in the gut sensation didn't go away. Which brings me to kind of the point of all this. Instead of spending my energy trying to move on and suppress whatever it was I was feeling, I finally just leaned in and said, okay, God, what, what? What are you trying to tell me? What do I need to do? And he didn't take long to help me realize that I really, I wasn't angry. I was jealous. I thought, is there any principle or ideal that we hold so dear that we would actually take a financial hit in order to honor it? I I figured there probably was, but I thought that if I asked a room filled with our district managers or our regional directors I had pretty low confidence that there would be enough consistency across the board. And so I became convinced that that had to change. That's when I turned into a pesky mosquito, as my good friend Mike Todd puts it. And I got the executive team to agree to go on a retreat to gain some cultural clarity. I think Jeff and John just thought we were gonna go to Crested Butte and play for a couple of days. That's how we got them up there. But regardless, approximately one year later, We were presenting the U.S. Beef Compass to employees across our organization. And now everyone across U.S. Beef knows who we are and why we're here. We're a family-owned business that operates and supports great restaurants. And in doing so, we provide opportunities for personal and professional growth, development and advancement. That's us, that's what we do. Now in some aspects, Compass has changed the way we do business. But most often, it simply reinforces the values and the ideals that have gotten us to where we are today. When we went to Colorado in 2015, we created nothing, but we captured everything. I know I'm not alone when I say that the journey toward cultural clarity is the single most important thing you can do as a leader in your organization. And for me, that journey started with an email, a rejection, and a pit in my stomach that wouldn't subside. So remember, sometimes God delivers gifts using unconventional packaging. So stay alert, always be prepared to take action. I'm gonna wrap up with this. When you're faced with decisions in life, regardless of complexity, lean on your experiences, think it through, always fall back on the advice of the Grail Knight, or Steve Davis, and choose wisely. When you find yourself down in the dumps, unfulfilled, unmotivated, take a page from the Jeff Davis Playbook. Get over yourself. Be grateful for your energy and effort into someone else. And finally, when you feel as though you've lost a battle or been dumped, and the emotional toll seems to be overwhelming, turn that feeling into fuel. Stay alert. Pay attention to the clues that God and the universe are laying out for you. You never know what good might develop as a result. Sometimes I think we believe that if it's an important part of God's plan for us, that it will be revealed in some sort of burning bush or or walk on water moment. And it's my belief that God shares some of his most powerful and meaningful messages through the ordinary events that we experience every day. So ask yourself, am I paying attention? Will I notice? If I do, will I act? It's my hope and my prayer for you that you will pay attention, that you will notice, that you will act. And know that if you do, you can change your life.
0: Young Businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.